What is going on everyone? Welcome into the Dynasty Pod. Today we are going to be breaking down this 2023 rookie running back class. And let's be honest, that's the meat and potatoes of fantasy football. Running back, flashiest, flashiest position. And uh this is a great class this year, Sam. So so a lot of a lot of great guys to break down. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we were talking about in the pre-show, you know, I think there's 12 guys here. I mean, we, we were going to talk about 10. We pushed it to 12 because I think there's 12 guys here. I'd be happy to draft, honestly, if, depending on landing spot, of course, but just based on what I saw that I think could, you know, be something in the NFL. Not every one of these guys is going to be your workhorse, bell cow type running back, but I think that there's a lot of like different types of role players, different types of, you know, running backs that can get you fantasy points at some point in their career uh, in this draft. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to see where these guys land. You know, we're going to be keep doing a bunch of mocks in this season, kind of trying out different landing spots, which I'm excited about, especially now that I've actually watched some film on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we took a, a quick little consensus of our guys and, and we ranked them out that way. And that's how we'll be doing the, uh, the 12 guys. And we've got some, a, a good amount of similarities, but there are some big differences we have. So it'll, it'll be nice when we get to those to, to kind of debate and see where we're very different because that's you always want to have different viewpoints with certain guys even if you love them or hate them you want to have other mm -hmm. people's opinions mm -hmm. to see you know why you're you're so far off from other people so it'll be very interesting and uh we did the the quarterbacks in ascending order from our our top to bottom so let's start now we'll we'll we know everyone knows who our our one and two is you know, I think it's fairly consensus for most people, yeah. but uh, but we'll save the three, four, five. You know, you'll, you'll have to wait until later in the episode, and, and uh, we'll we'll start with our twelve here. So let's nice. start off. Let's start off here with uh, Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia, and uh, for me, he is my running back eleven, and your running back ten. So we're pretty close. Like once again, we said that our top twelve here are all guys that, that we would actually think have some value whatsoever when it comes to draft time, depending on landing spot and, and position, obviously. But uh, what, what do you like about Kenny McIntosh, and what do you dislike, Sam? Yeah, so to me, um, this is uh, like another guy in kind of the mold of James Cook from last year. Like to me, I saw somebody who looked like a receiver out there. He was running routes. He runs good routes, like he's open. He catches the ball in stride. He, I mean, he's, he, to me, like really looks like kind of your running back slash wide receiver type player, like like James Cook or Cordero Patterson or somebody like that. Um, but like, you know, so to me, that's why he's kind of lower is because I didn't really see anything that was like, this guy's going to be a, a three down back, but a, a really capable third down back, I, I think. And like, we know NFL teams look for those type, type of receiving backs. Um, let's see what else did I have. I thought I thought he puts in good effort blocking as well, which is important for somebody who's going to be in on third down, uh, both uh, at the line of scrimmage and downfield. Um, but yeah, I thought he had good size, you know. So I mean, overall, really just kind of looking at that kind of third down back type of archetype. But did that really well. So that's kind of what I saw. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, when you when you look at his speed, his speed and acceleration are are really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I agree. Yeah, so I, everything that you said about, I completely agree with the the pass catching is great. Uh, for me, he, he's not a physical back. You know, he's not like you said, he's not going to be a three down back. Not not going to get that first second down. So it's it's all about his landing spot. If he goes to a place that can consistently use him, because we've even seen this year with James Cook, he hasn't really gotten too much time to shine. So you know, for for those receiving backs, it really is. You know, where, where do they yeah, go? Exactly. How much do they get used? So nice, nice little guy there. And then uh, next up, we got Roshan Johnson, your running back seven and my running back yeah. 13. So I'm the one pushing him down here. So let me kind of just explain to you why, why I'm a little bit lower on Roshan. And I'll, I'll start by saying he, he's a very physical uh, and tough back, you know, He's very tough to wrap up. So even if you get a hand or two on him, 
you know, you're going to want multiple defenders taking him down. So that's the, the stuff to like about him. For me, I didn't see that top speed. You know, I, I didn't, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think there's big play. Uh, and obviously he was the backup to Bijan Robinson, who's the running back one in this class. So we didn't get to see too much. And as you alluded to Sam in our pre-show, uh, yeah. When you look at this, his film, he's doing this against some some of the weaker competition in in college football. Yeah. So it's yeah, tough sure. to gauge on, you know, is his production coming from weaker opponents or is it because he is really good? So I've got some question marks on him, and, and maybe it, it's just a lack of, you know, having too much work because he was the backup. So I I do think that Roshan is a decent back. He might have good value. For me, I would say it's more of draft capital. If he gets taken in the second round, a team really likes him. Because I just don't know where he's going to go at this point. I don't know if he's going to be a, a day two, mm -hmm. day three pick. So that's where it's a little bit tough. But I, I, I see where, where you could like, where, where someone could like him. Yeah, and I think, to me, this is somebody who's been like rising kind of on draft Twitter, I would say. like I yeah. think a lot of people are kind of looking at Roshan Johnson as this kind of like sneaky third tier type running back you know who who you could get in a back of a second third round of a rookie draft and get really good value um and, and to me yeah you know I, I did you know i saw a lot of what you said i have hard to tackle you know on here is the number one thing so like what you were saying like he's he's hard to bring down really moves the moves the um line of scrimmage you know and uh uh, but uh, but something and I kind of expected that because I kind of saw thought okay he's like the thunder to Bijan's lightning on this team you know he's gonna kind of be a short yardage back but like when you see some of that film for where he actually got a lot of carries like against again again admittedly against weaker competition but he looked I mean electric to me I mean I thought he had incredible hands incredible lateral movement he hurdled guys he was blocking downfield I mean he was doing he was doing a lot of the things that I thought. I didn't even see from some of the players we're gonna, that are going to be higher than Roshan. You know, I thought he was really a complete back in a lot of ways, had a lot of the things I looked for as far as, you know, good vision, good lateral movement, good creativity, good uh, uh, ability to catch the ball. Those are kind of like all the things I'm looking for in a running back, in addition to what we talked about, speed and ability to move the, the line of scrimmage. Big speed, definitely lacking. Like, I saw him get caught on long runs, too. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I see the same thing there. But um, just like – and then the weaker competition is kind of why he's lower for me because it's just like I don't know how to judge that when it's against UTSA and and some of these other, like, nobody teams. But for me, like, he's definitely, like, a sleeper guy that if there's a good landing spot, I'd be, like, really excited to take him in the second round. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So like you said, that Roshan is one of those guys rising now. But I, I don't think anyone has risen more recently and quickly as Chase Brown has. You know, I th maybe Zach Charbonnet is one yeah. of those guys. But, but Chase Brown is another one that, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. And he's our next guy on the board here. And uh, I've got him at 10. You have him at 9. So once again, we're pretty similar on this guy. Mm -hmm. And... You know, for me, and I I know, once again, we're talking pre-show, we both came in expecting a little bit more because of how much we had heard and coming in. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and for, for sure. For me, it's, I, I look at him as a, a solid player who, my you know, my negative and my positive for him is he's solid and that's about it. He doesn't do anything super well. He doesn't do anything super bad. Uh, I know for you, his pass catching is an issue, but I, I just, I like, he's quick. He's very fast to the perimeter. Yes, um, very fast. So I've had a great speed. So he he does have really good speed, but I, I even then I, I don't think it's as good speed as we'll see from other uh, running backs further up in the board. Um, so for me, it was just a little bit of underwhelming tape overall when I was watching him, but nothing that really says this guy is going to suck, but nothing that says this guy is going to be a superstar, and. I think when it comes to it in draft time, if he gets some of the good capital, uh, you're going to be drafting him maybe in the back of the first, early second. And uh, I don't think what I've seen so far I, I like uh, to justify that spot. But 
But you go ahead and, and tell me yeah. what your thoughts are. Yeah, so, you know, I just mentioned that Roshan is somebody I'd be kind of, like, excited to take in the back of a second. Honestly, from what I saw from Chase Brown, I think I'd only take him kind of if it was a value at this point. Like, he's not somebody I'm excited to take anymore. He's really not. I, just because, like, I saw, like, as far as running ability, really a lot of what you want to see. I thought he had great straight line speed. I thought he had, um, like, decent oh wait yeah I, th I thought he had you know decent hands like when he caught the ball i will talk about kind of what my issue was with catching i thought he didn't have any issue with drops or anything like that though uh honestly one of the best things i thought for him was i thought contact balance stiff arm like ability to kind of push through that first contact was really good for him he looks like really dynamic kind of moving through contact uh you know bursting off the line of scrimmage um but yeah for me the biggest thing i saw was like um you know, for me, I'm looking for a running back that can catch the ball without losing momentum. You know, he's got that fluid catching motion. And for me, I continually saw Chase Brown kind of like doing the stutter step when he caught the ball, kind of stuttering, kind of turning turning around and then running. Like there was a, a, always like a constant deliberate motion in catching the ball, uh, a loss of momentum. And that's like a big negative to me, especially going to the NFL, you know, and thinking fantasy. Like fantasy, we're looking for that pass catching ability. And this is something I heard uh, kind of listening to some podcasts about the Senior Bowl that came up in the Senior Bowl as well, that, mm -hmm. that they were really down on his pass-catching ability at the Senior Bowl. Um, and they were looking for him to improve on that and really didn't see see that. I, so, I mean, you know, as far as guys who kind of stock went down from Senior Bowl, we talked a little bit about Rasheed Rice on our last mock draft. I think Chase Brown was another one of those guys who had kind of some negative press from the Senior Bowl. So... Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I land on him. Again, I, you know, I have him decently ranked, and overall, he's kind of in that nine ten range for us. Um, but as far as back the second round guys, I'm going to look for somebody with upside, and that's exciting to me. So I would probably go like Roshan over Chase Brown. I do have him ranked higher, and it sounds like a little bit opposite for you, but it's kind of like looking for who's your guy in that back end yeah. tier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our, our next guy here. And this number, is a guy who's going to be available in that back end tier. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you love. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is the first player. We're going to be talking about Kendra Miller uh, out of TCU. Oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is um, this is the first player that I that we're going to be talking about here. That I, I thought I, we were on the next player. So my comments might not apply to Kendra Oh, Miller. oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, think Kendra Miller is a little bit more hyped than the one we have above him. But, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's probably not going to be as much of a value, but still. Yeah, so Kendra Miller is the first player we're talking about where when I looked at the film, I was surprised and in a good way. I, I really enjoyed what I was watching, and I, I really like Kendra Miller. I have him at 7, and I know you're a little bit lower on him. You're at 11, so I think this is going to be our yeah. first... Real, I know we we had a, a bigger gap in terms of Roshan, but I think we both have more question marks about Roshan than um, than I I have about I don't really have too many sure. question marks about Kendra Miller. Um, so for me, Kendra Miller, the dude looks uber athletic. You know, to me, just what I watched, I I saw great speed, acceleration. He had very quick cuts. Uh, he has really good contact balance. Um, and he, he's a tough runner. So like in terms of the body side, he's a little bit, he looks a little lankier, but he plays, he plays smaller and, and tougher than, than someone who looks his size. And lastly, his, his age is 20. He's 20. So when you, when you're mm. talking about statistics and all that for, for running back breakouts, you know, he's really young and he had really good production, you know, over the past two years at TCU. So, for me, the biggest, uh, you know, question mark for me, and it's not even that, it's his pass game utilization was lacking. We didn't see too much of it. So, can that transition and could he adapt that to become a, a full three down back in the NFL? Because I think we, we don't, we just don't know, you know. So, it's one of those things where, where I'm trying to think of an example of someone who didn't have any passing game work and then went to the NFL. Oh, I mean, we have a, we have a great one, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
That that that's who I was trying to. Th I couldn't remember, but yeah, yeah, Kenneth Walker is a good example. So if he can show that in the NFL, I think this could be this could be a great player, three down player that that you're really going to enjoy taking in drafts. So I like him, but I know you you have a little bit of a hesitation on him. So sure. So fire away and tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's it's interesting to see kind of where we differ. Honestly, some of these guys that we're differing on, I'm I'm kind of excited to go back and watch some more tape on them and kind of see if I see, I can see what you're what you're talking about, you know, cuz I think admittedly we're in a process of learning about these guys. You know, we might mm -hmm. get to rookie draft season and we've our opinions on these guys might have significantly changed, especially after we get combine results. Exactly, you know? yeah. This is like our initial kind of gut in gut like vibe on these guys. What did we see? How do we feel? So I, I'm excited to kind of go back and, and kind of look for what you're seeing about Kendra Miller. I would say the community is equally is kind of where you are on Kendra Miller for sure. Um, I will say, I think I'm kind of biased to put guys who aren't involved in the passing game a little bit lower. So I think that was definitely one part of it. You know, I didn't see the passing game involvement. And for for me, I didn't see the athleticism that you saw. Like, I kind of saw the reverse. I saw one-cut runner struggling to get through contact, not seeing, like, any kind of big, exciting plays on tape. But, you know, I, I, I only watched kind of a couple of games of film before this episode, so I'm, I'm going to go back and watch, you know, a couple of games that I didn't watch and see if I can see what you were seeing. To me, though, I saw kind of... Uh, it's actually going to be so similar to the next guy we're going to talk about. I have them ranked right next to each other. But really, I kind of saw one cut power runner, which is a good... I mean, that, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a, that is a path to fantasy points in the NFL. That's a path to touchdowns. Um, but to me, that kind of is more the Ronald Jones mold, you know? And he, you know, we've seen him not having a lot of success uh, with just kind of that power running straight cut, you know single cut type of type of um type of play so i kind of lumped kendry miller and this next guy into into that kind of tier for me they they're you know it's kind of comping to somebody i a type of running back i don't typically like but you know opportunity for learning i'm i'm, I'm excited that we're different on these guys so yeah and uh that was the consensus i feel comfortable with where he is so mm -hmm. yeah so these next two guys are yeah, definitely with, about with, being different. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, uh, our biggest variance here. Both both of these next two guys, uh, we have at four and twelve for for both of them respectively. Yeah, and let let's talk about my guy here first because he's he's ranked here uh, behind him just a little bit. So even though they're tied, my my guy that I really loved watching was Israel Abani Kanda. I already liked him just from the little tidbits that I had previously seen, um, you know, I think when we did our early mock draft and stuff like that, he was kind of one yeah. of the guys that, that stood out to me early just when I was watching some yeah. of the highlights in the, you know, the early off season of college football and uh, going and watching his tape is it, it's fun. And I think the reason why, and I could be trapping myself here. My, so I did some pro comps, and the pro comp that just stood out to me when I watched him was Khalil Herbert. And Khalil Herbert is just one of those guys that I love already. So yeah. when you yeah, when you yeah, see yeah. A, a copy of a guy that you love, you're like, oh, man, sure, Israel sure. Abani Khanda could be that Khalil Herbert guy that no one's talking about right now. And uh, his college production and his age, once again, it, fairly similar to me in terms of like Kendra Miller. Uh, I just think he's got that, that size, like the, the workhorse back size, and he can be that kind of guy. Um, and for me, the, the only real question mark again is passing game, you know, is mm -hmm. the very limited amount of passing work. So, but I, I just enjoyed watching Israel Abani Kanda and I'm going to be very interested in, like you said, the combine and, and seeing where he tests because... I think if he tests really well, this is a guy that can kind of shoot up yeah. to me. And I, I think, you know, I, in, in no way, shape, or form are we NFL scouts, but if if the NFL <laughs> scouts are seeing what I'm seeing and, and he tests well at the Combine, I think we could see some some day two draft capital for Israel Abani Condon. He can go to a good spot. 
Yeah, 100%. I love that you, I love that you're, you know, sticking your neck out for him. Um, you know, for me, again, I kind of saw, I saw something very similar to Kendra Miller, um, but in a negative way, you know. So, yeah. like, I think you saw these two guys, you saw kind of something you liked, I saw something I didn't like. Maybe I'm hyper-focused on that, so I'm, I'm kind of good to, I'm excited to go back on these guys. But, yeah, I kind of saw um, really his usage being, mostly as a power runner you know nothing wrong with that but for me that's kind of an archetype i'm going to steer away from i'm looking to try to find those three down backs typically um just from a fantasy perspective so to me that's kind of why he was lower but i i I even told you beforehand you know i kind of used the dynasty nerds film room to find like all 22 tape for these guys and they didn't have a bonnie conda so i had to kind of go and find some tape on YouTube for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found, you know, a couple, but they were kind of with commentary. And so the, so the guys who were doing the commentary didn't like him. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so I was a little bit biased by that, probably. So I'm, I'm going to go try to find some kind of non-commented uh, tape for him. Uh, now that, especially seeing that you have him at four. Yeah. I remember. I, so, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think you're seeing a little bit of our personal kind of leanings, too. Like what we're looking for in running backs. So... That's why I think it's good that we have a consensus ranking, because I think probably we're hopefully balancing each other out to where these are closer to a, you know what's going to be predictive for the NFL. We hope. Yeah, and I we'll once see. Again, we don't I, have any evidence on how good we are yet. <laughs> I realize that that for me, Israel Abanikanda being at four is is a little bit more out there, as sure. opposed to <laughs> like like I told you, we'll talk about our next guy here, Sean Tucker. Who, when I watched the tape, I just didn't see anything that I liked. And I I was going crazy because I'm like, a lot of people like him. You And then when I saw you had him at four, I'm like, what am I missing here? So that's just... And I think that I honestly have been, like, just kind of based on vibes in mock drafts, I've kind of been low on Sean Tucker. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know. Like, just in watching college football and watching a couple Syracuse games, I didn't see much. Uh, So I was not expecting... So like Sean Tucker, I was expecting to have him lower than four. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'll go ahead and talk to him, and then and then you we'll do the reverse. You can tell me what you don't like about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I, I I thought there's there's a couple negatives. I thought he was a little indecisive at the line of scrimmage. I saw a lot of kind of motion, a lot of you know juking around trying to find a hole. Uh, I don't like that. I don't. I, I kind of like decisive cuts typically so mm. that was a little bit concerning to me i saw him get stuck behind the line of scrimmage a lot because because of that you know um but like as once he got going i mean he was he looked unstoppable to me i mean like he was it took so many guys to bring him down i thought his contact balance was incredible i thought his speed was amazing i mean as if you got if you could get past kind of the first layer i it looked like he was gone every time I mean, and so to me, a comp was like, he looked very Javante Williams to me as far as contact balance and like ability to get, you know, and just kind of that lateral movement, his, how dynamic he was when he got in, into the open field. And so that was, I thought it was really exciting to me. I was like, hey, like we love Javante Williams. So if I'm just kind of seeing that, like this is a guy I want to rank really high. Um, I, I could see kind of his indecisiveness and vision being something that, drags him down in the NFL a bit. But, uh, but I mean, he, there's not very many of these guys when I watched the tape that I got really excited about. And that was Sean Tucker for me. It sounds like a body kind of for you, so. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I, I just, I didn't really see <coughs> that that kind of explosiveness that you're talking about. I, I didn't yeah. really see a, a whole, you know, a top end speed, you know. So for me, in terms of big plays, I just don't know if we're gonna see too many of those. And I think uh, yeah. in in terms we, of we could very well have just watched the wrong games. For yeah, these yeah, players. exactly. That's, that's another. Because I'm is, like, I'm like, I saw all big plays, you know. Yeah. So so for me, I just you know he he's got some work to do in pass protection, and I really don't like that when when that's one of the, your bigger negatives as a running back, especially as a rookie coming in, because that's going to severely limit your playtime in the NFL. You know, that's one of the biggest things for coaches. Mm-hmm. If, if you can't pass, like pass protect, you're just not going to get as much playing time. Um, so th- that's one of the things. And then also his hands, you know, I, I thought they weren't as, as solid um, as, as some of the other running backs, but mm. I, it was just tough for me. You know, I, 
like once again, I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch more film, you know, and and just try and wrap my head around why I'm not seeing it. And I'm not gonna force it though. If I if I yeah, go back and sure. watch more film, you know, right here, this is where you're, you're gonna get the honest takes from me. I I don't back down from players yeah. I like. Absolutely. So. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> and listen, I there is nothing. You're not gonna get get it right. You know, with, with all of the players. So yeah, looking definitely. back next year, we're going to be wrong on some of these guys. We're going to be right on some of them. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes. You're just hoping that you're going to be right more than you're wrong. And then you take what you were wrong from, you look at it, mm -hmm. you learn from it. And then you try and get it better mm -hmm. the next year. So obviously we're, we're very new to this, but, uh, you know, we, we, we'd like to think we know ball. So, <laughs> so hopefully we'll, we'll get it right and, and help you guys out in your, uh, your fantasy drafts this year and, and help you get some of those big players that can give you the championships. Uh, so nice little uh, back and forth there from both of us with our yeah, seven and eighth ranked players. And uh, we'll move on here now to our uh, sixth rank running back, which is Zach Evans. And I've got him at six. You have him at eight and just with the next and I'll guy, say, like, also for us, reversed. Sean Tucker and Abani Kanda were tied, and then yeah. Zach Evans and Devon A. Chain are tied as well for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I know you have a little bit more concerns uh, with Zach Evans yeah. than I do. So if you want to want to kind of yeah, I was on a little that. generous kind of in my ranking, honestly, given mm. what I saw. I thought Vision, not great, uh, wasn't involved in the passing game, yep. one cut runner. Like, kind of had one move to me, which was get to the outside. I thought he had good speed. Yeah. But to me, I didn't see him win if it wasn't with speed or taking or kind of running through a massive hole. I thought he looked lazy in pass protection. I thought he looked lazy if he didn't have the ball. I, I just didn't. I, I just like, honestly, <laughs> Zach Evans is my least favorite running back that I watched. Kind of your equivalent to Sean Tucker. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, everybody loves Zach Evans. And I'm like, I didn't see. I, and, it, and it's like, and then I know people are like, wow, Kendrick Miller looked better than Zach Evans like for TCU. You know, Zach Evans wasn't even really the best running back at Ole Miss. He, Quentin Jenkins is the best running back at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I'm like, I mean, he's not really been the best running back at either school he's been at. Um, but, you know, I read kind of other people's reads on him and they're like dynamic, you know, explosive cuts. Uh, I think there's a consensus that he's not used in the passing game among kind of everybody. Yeah. I think to, I think that's kind of the, a consensus weakness for him. But uh, but as far as like the explosiveness, I, 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 all I saw was running to the outside every time or going through a massive hole. So, you know, I, I probably need to watch more tape and kind of because I want to be able to see at least at least I want to read kind of, you know, Dynasty Nerds does some rookie profiles where they say, like, here's ex the exact tape matching what I saw. I'm kind of excited to read that to see kind of and then I can watch that game, you know, and kind of see where it came from. But I was scratching my head on Zach Evans, kind of like Sean Tucker for you. Yeah. And I think if you look at. At how we've done these rankings so far and, and what your your weaknesses are and what my weaknesses are when you talk about it. I mean, for Kendra Miller, Abani Condon, and Zach Evans, for me, it, it's all lack of a passing game. No passing game. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. but that's not to yeah. say. So for me, it's more of I'll take that gamble and hope that that yeah, develops absolutely. in the NFL. Because I like the way you run. Like, I think you're, you're a good size. You could be a workhorse back. Like, you know, for me, Zach Evans... Uh, I think he's got great speed. I really like his speed. Yeah. Um, I do think he that is... That was probably the biggest positive for him, for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw elusiveness when I was watching him. You know, I, I thought it was hard for guys to get to him, you know, because of that speed. So, and then I also liked... I, I saw him, you know, lowering his shoulder a bunch. You know, he wasn't afraid to be physical. So... I like those guys who are elusive and, and gets to the outside. But if you're not afraid to be physical, that's where you can get better running in between the tackles. Whereas someone who maybe like a, a we haven't talked about him because he's a little bit lower, but maybe like a Deuce Vaughn because he's so small, he can't be physical, won't yeah. be the the in between the tackle runner. So I just think the fact that he's got all of the the semblances of tools to possibly put it together and become a a really good back in the NFL is why I like it. Whereas you're looking at 
give me that guaranteed passing game value. I, sure. I like a guy that can be versatile. I know will be a, a safe pick, a good pick. Yeah, and I think you're that's definitely where, seeing that tendency for us. <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's very different, but you know that's. And I'll where, say like the top four guys for us are all guys who have it all like all, both of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is probably why they we and I think we were our top four guys. We have the exact same ranking <laughs> because probably because of that, right? Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. Anyways, I'm skipping H and I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but, I mean, let's talk about A-Chain now. Uh, for me, A-Chain, I'm actually surprised you have him a little bit lower, right? You have him, or, no, I have I have him a little bit lower. I actually you like A-Chain. You have him at six, I have him at eight, but I do like A-Chain. And the reason why I thought you were really going to like A-Chain, I, when I watched him, I just saw flashes of Devin Singletary. Oh, yeah. So, especially, because yeah, he, he's, sure. he's a bit of a smaller framed player. Which is one of the concerns, but I think for—I mean, Devin Singletary, who can actually catch the ball. So. Yeah, I mean, despite his uh, smaller frame, he was really utilized in the goal line in go- at goal line situations, and I think that's a, a big thing that Singletary does is he—he's kind of mm-hmm. used in the goal line uh, at Buffalo, and even though he's a smaller player. Uh, and I mean, with the smaller size comes the, the shiftiness, he's elusive and I do think he's fast. So that, that's kind of what I saw in, in Devin A-Chain. I actually, I think I was a little... I mean, to be fair, I have him at six, so I did really like A-Chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty high. <laughs> so I actually, I liked A-Chain, I think a little bit more, you know, I think I probably before reviewing a lot of this film, I would have had him ahead of, uh, Zach Evans and... So, so maybe a little bit lower for me in terms of I didn't see the full, you know, maybe because of his smaller frame, I don't think he could be that three down back, and well, he can't be. Yeah. But uh, I do, I do like him. I think he's a good player, and if he goes to a really good spot with the good capital, I'm I'm gonna be there on a chain. But it's one of those things where if if he's a really good value, I'll really love him. If he's not, then I I might not reach for him anymore. But. But you you like A-Chain too, so so go ahead and... Yeah, I mean, I think you, you kind of covered it. I, I don't want to hit the same points. I mean, I thought, obviously with A-Chain, he has Olympic-level speed, you know, and that's going to be what NFL teams love him for. And so, I mean, I, I honestly, I completely agree with you. If he gets a great landing spot, I want, as I'm going to be probably all over. I'm gonna probably be reaching for A-Chain if he mm. gets the right landing spot. If he doesn't... Like, honestly, you know, it could very easily be kind of like a James Cook situation where they, they got this kind of gadget guy and they just don't use him, you know? Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, it's going to be very landing spot dependent, but in the right spot, he could be really, really good, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I feel the same way as you. I I, 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 like, I loved what I see, what I saw, but it's like he's going to play such a specific role in the NFL that it's just going to depend so much on... Uh, on on landing spot, I think. Mm, yeah. This is not going to be a three down back. Yeah, agreed. And now moving into our top four guys here who... Yeah, and to me, these top four, I feel like locked and loaded on these top four, especially with us, like, yeah. like lining up on our on our views and these guys too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel real confident about, like, you know, it's like, it's like tier one and tier two would mm-hmm. be like, these yep. four guys to me. Yeah. So we have just to, to preface this at the top, all four of these guys, we have, we have them both ranked exactly the same spots. And we'll start off with uh, Zach Charbonnet, who we both have ranked at five. And yeah, because we each have a number four that we, the other one ranked extremely, extremely low. low. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So, so we both have Charbonnet at five here and, uh, Man, my my pro comp my comp for him is a literal bowling ball. Yeah, because that <laughs> yeah. is that is Zach Charbonnet's game. Yeah, is just a a tough mf'er. Uh, like I mean, when you talk about just just bouncing off of off of defenders, like that that's what you see when you when you watch his tape. Like he he is just just bouncing off of guys and running hard and 
you know, he's not the fastest guy. That's my my take. You know, he's he's obviously not got the top end speed. You know, but when you lack that speed, if you have the the ability to run guys over like a Derrick Henry, I mean, that's that's the the ceiling for Charbonnet, in my opinion, is that Derrick Henry with better uh, pass catching ability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So when you look at the ceiling for Charbonnet, and that's that's the thing with these four guys, is is you start to look at the ceiling because that it becomes more realistic with these top guys, especially where they get drafted. You know, we're talking about especially with Robinson, Gibbs, those could be late first, early second guys, and and Charbonnet and Bigsby, uh, who we have at three, is going to be right there in terms of probably mid to late second round value and and for running backs nowadays that's really good i know we've talked about this and and you've talked about it a lot how draft capital value and how we look at that is shifting for running backs yeah so if we get second round capital for zach charbonnet you got to look at what the ceiling could be when you're drafting him because because it could be really really good yeah i i completely agree i i i Zach Charbonnet was somebody I didn't know a lot about coming into. I knew he was kind of rising on draft boards. I knew a lot of people were really starting to hype him up. I mean, he's starting to be talked about as kind of the third running back after Bigsby and Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's risen that much, I think. And I think it's just because he played kind of on a team that wasn't great, you know, in the Pac-12. I think he kind of went under the radar for a long time. He was going to come out last year and I think was really kind of high on boards last year and then went back to school. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw incredibly strong through contact, takes multiple hits to bring him down, seeks out contact. So, I mean, over and over again, saying exactly what you said, just yeah. absolutely a hammer, like, through the defense. But, like, on top of that, I thought he had great – I mean, I thought he was incredible in the, in the, in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. I thought he had great hands. Like, there's a couple drops, but, like – I, I thought he would – I mean, he's, he's used as a passing weapon on that UCLA team. So, like – he uh, just really kind of had a full set of tools. And then if he gets to the second layer, I thought he looked incredibly fluid too for like a power kind of running back. I thought he had uh, elusiveness, fluidity in the second layer. So um, yeah, I, I thought he really had a full set of tools. You know, the only reason I kind of ranked Sean Tucker above him was because I thought I saw, I saw something a little bit more exciting in Sean Tucker yeah. as far as big chunk plays. Obviously, you didn't even see that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> that one thing that I saw. Yeah. But uh, but that's why I had him a little bit higher. But as far as just a complete kind of, de- I mean, he feels so safe to me, Charbonnet. Honestly, he yeah. feels so mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Like like I would take like I'm I'm personally am probably going to take a big swing on Tucker first because I see more higher ceiling, but like I see a, a much higher floor with Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree with you there. Yeah, just a just a really fun guy to watch, and it, it, it's very clear after watching him why you know he's the biggest riser I would say in terms of fantasy prospects so far this year. And uh, next up here at three, we both have him at three, and this is yeah. this is a guy that honestly he, I think it's a little controversial that we have him at three too. A lot of a lot of the draft community is lower on him than we are. Yeah, and you know what? Here we go. Tank Bigsby. The the podcast here over the next year will <laughs> will depend on Tank Bigsby's success. <laughs> because of yeah, how credibility has been how in we are on Tank Bigsby. <laughs> I know me and you both love him. I loved him coming into the college football season. You know, I, I liked watching him last year, and then this year, just also love watching him. You're obviously a big Auburn fan. Yeah, I'm an Auburn fan, so I've seen every game. Yeah, so I'll be able to provide some kind of insight to, I think, the things people think are negatives. Yeah, so you you set the, you paved the way because this even though this is yeah, really sure. my guy, I planted my flag pretty early on him. You I, did, I'll let, you did. You did. I'll, I'll give you your Auburn uh, alum. Sure, to, to sure. Explain. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm an Auburn alum. I've watched every Auburn game. I'll say I think a lot of people are down. I think I will say last year I think Tate Bigsby was probably the locked third running back. It's yeah. it, that's kind of how I felt. Like I think he was like for sure third after Bijan and Gibbs last year. I think this year people saw were a little disappointed, but it's like 
I'll, I'll lay out kind of the reasons. I'll say number one, offensive line was absolutely terrible this year. So that's the first thing. I think it's really hard to judge. Um, if you see him getting caught behind the line of scrimmage, like I'm not going to blame that on Bigsby. Like our O-line was absolute trash. Yeah. Two, our coach pretty much didn't want to be there from day one. <laughs> because like we, there was some drama. I'm not going to get into on this podcast. It's not a college football coaching carousel podcast. <laughs> but uh, but he was basically kind of checked out from day one. Uh, and so I would look like if you want to watch Bigsby tape, I would watch a late in the year Bigsby tape after Cadillac Williams kind of took over. Yeah. Because he he for instance I think like the Ole Miss game, if you can find tape for him against Ole Miss, that I think is a great like. 2022 example of like how he t- is like correctly used because I think that was I think like Cadillac was kind of coaching by then and he um he he used uh, tank like way more than uh our previous coach was uh so I, you know that's kind of what I would say as far as to his just detractors like I don't think you you can take bring him down based on this year given just those kind of factors but what i would say is i saw i saw patience which is like so rare like to me it's it's really rare to see like good like vision and patience in college running backs yeah so like that that was huge i only saw this level of patience with gibbs and Bijan Mm -hmm. uh, and tank so like that's i saw that like he he's so good at finding an open hole and i would say as soon as he hits the hole he i mean he explodes through it he runs, he is so decisive through the hole. There's none of that like, you know, kind of jumping around behind the line of scrimmage. It's like he picks a hole, runs hard through it. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely blasts through it. And then on top of that, he's so hard to bring down after. Absolutely. I mean, that, like, that's the that's the biggest thing for me is how hard he is to tackle. Yeah. I, so, I mean, those three things combined is just such a good recipe for NFL success, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just to add on, uh, because why not? continue the the love train for tank bigsby <laughs> is just uh I, I saw very quick cuts i thought he had pretty yeah. quick cuts um he's once again another guy not afraid to be physical like mm. at oh, all he's so physical yeah yeah um so for me it's they like the passing game i i think personally from what i saw i i don't really have it in in terms of can he catch the ball and, and is would yeah. he be good in it we didn't see it. I'm perfectly comfortable saying that he'll be okay as a passer. I think so, know? too. I think every time he's been used, he looks really good. Yeah. He's not used a ton, but I think when he's used, he's, he's, he, looks, he looks good. And it helps having decisiveness and, and all those traits he has. So for for me, it was really tough finding finding something that was wrong with, with Tank Bigsby. Uh, whereas I think maybe the only thing is his, he's not as fast as the, uh, the other two guys that we're going to be talking about next. Yeah. yeah. So when I, I, I was watching him and I was trying to figure out like a pro comp form and, and I just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. And I was thinking, and, and then I went back and, and I watched some old Penn state tape of Miles Sanders and tank bigs me kind of reminds me of Miles Sanders, but maybe a little bit slower. Which is very funny because the first two years Miles Sanders came out, I I was not a fan of Miles Sanders. I thought people were overvaluing him. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like over the last year and a half, I really turned on Miles Sanders. I thought Miles Sanders yeah, was, was great a really, this year. really good yeah. running back, really good value. I think people. That's were a good comp. Taking, I think. I think I people do. were taking him too high, but but I think Miles Sanders is a pretty good comp. That's my my comp for him. And uh, no, I like that. And. Now we we've got the uh, the the top two the proverbial tier one, and uh, it's we'll start with Jameer Gibbs, even though everyone knows it's Gibbs and, and Robinson, but we'll start with Gibbs at two, and uh, and I'll, I think it's important to say that I, I I you know I I went in like I was purposely willing to rank somebody above these guys, rank yeah. Gibbs over Bijan, whatever you know, yep. and and I, I think I saw pretty much what everybody says they see. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah, these guys are pretty good and I have them in the order we have them. So, yeah. So as the, the Alabama guy now, you were the yes. Auburn guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, feel free. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Jameer Gibbs here. Uh, I, I really like Gibbs. Um, I think he's probably one of the, he's amazing in space. He's very elusive. Yes. 
He's got amazing acceleration after cuts. Like he, he can his accelerate like his pickup speed is is great. Like I, I kind of see the same thing out of like Jordan Addison, a receiver, you know, with with Gibbs. So I think Gibbs is going to be a really good pass catching back, and I know your comp to him is, is Kamara. Uh, I view him yeah. like like Aaron Jones esque. You know, I think both of those guys are, are pass catching sure. backs that are both also great good. fantasy running backs. Yeah. So. <laughs> And you're you're gonna get those big big plays. You know that's the thing with Gibbs is he when and when he gets the ball he can be so elusive. And the only problem with him I see is he, it's gonna be hard for him to break tackles in the NFL. You know it seemed like he was kind of struggling when he was getting wrapped up at times. Yeah, his size isn't like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that I don't really like. And then I also don't I, think he... I, I said the exact same thing. That he's not as strong after first contact compared yeah. to like when I watched Bijan. But yeah. but once again, even that, with the tools he has, as how elusive he is, that's not necessarily going to yeah, be an issue not, if, if, if he works much. on it, you know? So, so yeah, I don't think he's going to break that many tackles in the NFL. I don't think he's going to put himself in a situation where he's going to get tackled that, that often because of how elusive he is. So mm-hmm. I like the guy. Uh, and then once again, with the size, not going to be a goal line back. Maybe won't get those those in between the five carries that that someone like a Dalvin Cook would normally get. You know, the bigger guy. You know, so so to me, those are the only two things: is is the breaking tackles and and the goal line use. We'll see. I I, I don't see them using. He could be switched out for for another guy, depending on where he goes. But really like Gibbs. I think he's a great player. And I'll let you talk about him now. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think honestly, I had a lot of the same notes, which makes me feel like a little bit better about my running back scouting abilities. <laughs> that we have that we're like so we some of these guys we saw the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I thought he looks like he gets like five or ten yards, like literally every time he touches the ball. Like mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Um, I'd say the biggest kind of takeaway for me was that, you know, I would say I was kind of trying to move from the 102 to the 101, just kind of from what I've heard. I think I'm pretty comfortable taking Gibbs, given what people are charging to get like a to get Bijan. You yeah. know, honestly, I, if if you get Alvin Kamara or Aaron Jones, like. Are you not happy with that? Like that's like <laughs> yeah. a that's like an RB one for for like three or four years. Like that's that's very good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, and, and like you never really know how these situations can turn out. Like, uh, and I think Bijan's going to get more wear and tear than uh, than Gibbs is going to get. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, I I would not hate taking Gibbs over Bijan. It's going to depend on landing spot, obviously. Like the landing spot with the Bucks that we mocked the other day was like less than you know amazing uh, yeah so. and and i will say uh gibbs was really good this year if it looked as if he wasn't as good um as he may have had flashes last the, the previous year alabama's offensive line took a, a fairly decent step down in terms of sure. what they normally are sure. too so so the fact that he still looked good as one of the the better players along with bryce young because there really wasn't too much other talent um on that offense this year so so he he did look the the part even despite you know being in a worse situation than previous years but uh on on to the the number one here to no surprise Bijan robinson out of texas the uh the the new best prospect since saquon as everyone's saying uh it's yeah. almost, it's almost hard when you have a player like this to do like evaluations for because you just like go down you go down the checklist and you go okay he's great at this great at this yeah great he, at he this, just kind of does this. everything great he, he yeah. does everything great so you know if we don't talk about Bijan Robinson as much as some of these other guys uh, just know it's because there's not much to talk about that no one else has already said so we'd rather focus on telling <laughs> exactly. you why we think Tank Bigsby is awesome because maybe some other people you know <laughs> right. don't share that sentiment but uh, right but yeah I mean. I mean, he's got such a. It's he's like a Madden uh, create a running back. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like just put ninety nine in every trait. <laughs> he's got a really low center of gravity. 
um, amazing balance, uh, you know, can shed blocks. He can bounce off people. He can cut. He's quick. He's fat. He's all everything that's good about a running back. He's great. So <laughs> if you have the 101, you're getting Bijan. If you yeah. don't, you're not. I mean, that it's as simple as that. Uh, I I saw him as like Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I yeah, don't know my, what... my comp was um, uh, Le'Veon Bell when he was like the best player in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good comp. That's a good comp. I mean, the, the vision that you get, that patience that you talked about. Like, that's what I was, yeah. That Le'Veon was, Bell had, I... had the best patience of any back. So you, you kind of see that with Bijan. So I agree there. I mean, the jump cut, like, in the hole yeah. that Le'Veon could do, mm-hmm. just like the just to be able to, like, jump cut at the line of scrimmage around blockers is, yeah. like, I mean, that's, like... It, few and, and far between. Yeah. 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 So, that's going to yeah, do it. He, he's really oh. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is tough when you have those guys, you know. Thankfully, uh, next week, when we talk about receivers, they're... Isn't There's really not that like guy. a clear cut. Yeah, it's not nearly yeah. as clear, clear cut. So I think it'll be interesting. I, I will say to add to it, I'm going to throw out kind of what I think, kind of based on our talking, kind of how we would tier these guys. Mm-hmm. To me, I think we'd say Bijan and Gibbs, tier one. Yep. I think we'd put Bigsby and Charbonnet in tier two. Mm-hmm. To me, I think the next four are kind of all tier three, just kind of based on where we have them. What do you think? Yeah, I. I so we got. Uh, Devin A. Chain, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Israel Abani Kanda. I would put Kendra Miller in that tier. Sure, I, I, I think put... that's fair. So I think I think that's a big tier three with those. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then after I think you those have... five guys are a big tier three. You have Chase and Brown. We've basically, got some uh, Chase Brown, Roshan Johnson, and Kenny McIntosh. I would say are, are and more honestly, question we didn't marks. really like any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not as much. You know, those are not as much. I think like my guy in that group is is Roshan. Yeah, and then like, and, then, and I, know, I would I even say like Chase Brown. I would even say that I the guy that we didn't talk about who yeah, that's probably your your dart throw guy. Yeah, yeah. So we'll you, we'll you have we'll have sleepers here. Um, okay, cool. Going forward, uh, after we finish these rankings, we'll be doing the combine right after we finish tight ends, and then after that, we'll do a, a sleeper. So if if we didn't talk about some of the guys, then don't worry. We're going to leave out some of the receivers, too, because it's just going to be impossible to talk about them all. But yeah. we'll be doing a sleepers uh, episode where we'll, we'll talk about some some of these other guys, too. Even but though there aren't... saying, basically, after Kendra Miller, we would say kind of pick your guy. Kind of who's, yeah. who's your dart throw? Who's your dart throw sleeper guy after that? Because I think we'd, we'd pretty much say after that tier three, I mean, these are third round probably picks, right? Yeah, thir- yeah like, day three picks. Well, third round rookie third, draft. Yeah, third, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be yeah. like a dark throw type of guy. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, wherever you're watching or listening, leave a like, follow, do all that fun stuff. And uh, you could follow us on Twitter. You know, tweet at us any questions you have. We're going to be breaking down wide receivers next week. And uh, yeah, the, we're recording this on, on the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. So, Everyone, hope you have had a good Super Bowl Sunday. That's going to do it for us here today, and uh, peace out.